Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Hey, do you trade options like I do? Then you don't want to skip this. You want to pay attention. I just found the very best options trading platform out there, and I want to tell you all about them. I bet you feel like you're never satisfied with your current options broker, right? Anytime you want to get help, anytime you call them, anytime you email them, you never actually get to talk to a human. And you need to talk to somebody because their platform is so difficult to use. I mean, you've got to go through all these different screens just to place a single trade. And then on top of that, their commissions are eating you alive. You can't even make money because the commissions cost more than your profits. My name is Christopher Ewell, and I was awarded one of the top 100 people in finance, and I'm also the host of the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. And Tastyworks is the platform that I use and I recommend. Yeah, I know they got a funny name, but you're going to want to learn more about this platform. It was built by options traders for options traders. So if you're an options trader, you definitely want to check out Tastyworks. It was built on the back of high frequency trading technology. So you're going to be getting close to the best fills possible. And on top of that, their commission structure, it's almost unbeatable. It's only $1 per leg to open a trade and $0 per leg to close a trade. So click the link to check out Tastyworks today and use the code 10MINUTE, that's one zero. M-I-N-U-T-E to get over $150 in free 10-Minute Trader exclusive bonuses just for signing up for a Tastyworks account. It really doesn't get easier than that. You're going to get the best platform that I've ever used and you're going to get free bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com. So make sure you check out Tastyworks and use the code 10MINUTE and you'll be just as blown away as I was by Tastyworks and their options trading platform built by traders for traders. Hey there, 10 Minute Traders. Welcome back to the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest on the line, Mike Lamont, and we're going to be talking about selling put credit spreads against resistance on the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we give you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance by Redwood Media Group, founder and head trader of 10MinuteStockTrader.com, Christopher Ewell. Hey there, Tim Traders. Welcome back to the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Hey, do me a favor real quick. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications so you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And today, we've got our special guest on the line, Mike Lamont. I've been on his uh, Instagram live before, but now we've got him on our podcast. Mike, hey, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure, man. It's a real pleasure to be here, talk with you uh, and everybody that's listening. Uh, what a blessing, man. Uh, it's it's my pleasure mike uh has been around for a while he uh he's actually got a pretty sizable social media following when you look across all the different platforms here um multiple multiple times more than me so if any of you guys are out there following him and you're not following me hey do me a favor follow me up right so <laughs> mike, hey, you got a great show here I, you know i appreciate that i i have a lot of fun and, and i was talking to mike early before we started recording that it is really a true honor and a pleasure that I can have people like him on and I can share our interviews and our chats with, with the audience out there. That that means the world to me that I can talk about I can talk about this stuff all day, every day. And I appreciate the fact that I have a platform and I have people out there like you guys that want to talk about it too. So so Mike, tell us a little about uh, a little bit about yourself. Sure. So 
I've been trading for about 20 years now. Wow. Um, that's uh, not trading successfully for 20 years, but I started about 20 years ago and I made pretty much every single mistake that a trader can make along the way. Like my, my first inclination of what trading and investing was, was that you have a little bit of money, you put it in, and then magically more money pops out the other end. And I quickly learned that that's not the case at all. And so uh, over the years, it actually took me close to a decade to finally find consistency and success because I was one of those people that thought that, well, uh, let me listen to this guy on television and let me listen to uh, my buddy down the street on what's a good trade and just get into it and this thing is going to go uh, to the moon. And that's not the way to make money at all. And it wasn't until I actually found uh, this book, uh, one of the books that, that Steve Burns talks about quite a bit, How to Make Money in Stocks by William O'Neill. And uh, I consumed that. Uh, like I, I studied that one uh, like it was a textbook in uh, my graduate school. And mm -hmm. uh, I went through that, consumed all the information, and then I found a group that I was able to connect with, right? Uh, this group is the New York City Investors Business Daily Meetup Group. And I went to that group, they meet once a month, and I got mentors from that group, uh, professional hedge fund managers and uh, a few full-time traders. And I listened to them for a year. And then after a year of just sitting in the audience, I took what I was doing as a part-timer, showed them uh, what I was doing, and then they were so blown away with what I was doing as a part-timer that they even wanted to implement some of what I was doing into what they were doing because they were doing it full-time. I needed to find out a way to make it work for me while still having a nine-to-five, and I just cut out a lot of the things that I didn't need, found my own path, and then they took those efficiencies uh, and ran with them too. That's what gave me the idea for my first business uh, that I sold last year, uh, this this website, chartyourtrade.com, and I sold that one because it was all about research analysis. I created an app well, with uh, this this other options trader. Um, he runs uh, this website, optionsamurai.com. His name is Liab Graves, awesome guy. Go check him out too. And so well, we built this app around what my process was at the time, um, how I would scan for X, Y, and Z, how I did market health. Uh, and he's like, you know what? I could take a lot of what you're doing and just automate it. And I'm like, really? You could save me a few hours? Awesome. So so we built that app, had that uh, on the site for, uh, for quite a while. And then last year, I met uh, Evan Carmichael uh, and his team. And I discovered this whole concept of your one word. I don't know if you could see it on the back wall over there, but my mm. one is inspire. And I learned what that meant to me. And it, there was elements of uh, believing uh, in yourself, believing in others, uh, elements of perseverance and elements of love. And what I learned about myself was that I enjoy research and analysis and giving that people and doing it for myself. But what I'm truly passionate about is helping others, uh, teaching, educating, coaching. And so that's why I sold that first business to 
build this new one, Marrow Wealth, where I am helping other traders and coaching and um, I'm on a mission to uh, help traders, help them get to that next level, trade fearlessly, because I believe that mindset <coughs> is everything. Uh, our beliefs control what we do. Um, wars have been fought over beliefs for millennia. And so understanding what our beliefs are from a trading perspective is crucial to success. And most of us just have all these beliefs running in the background. And so once we are consciously aware of our beliefs, then we're able to do something about them. We're able to pull them out and say, is this belief serving me or is it not? It's not serving me. Can I get rid of it? No. Well, why is that? And then you go down this rabbit hole of figuring out where these beliefs come from and why and how they're serving us and why and can we toss them, can we raise them, and then we're able to get into tactics and things like that and do things smoothly. Like we could have all the tactics in the world, right? Like selling put credit spreads uh, below resistance in an uptrend. Sounds pretty straightforward uh, if you're an options trader, um, but if you are hijacking yourself and you're like, why do I, like, I understand this stuff, but I, I keep on doing the wrong things. Why? So many traders feel that way, but it, it's a conflict of your beliefs. So once we're able to unearth that, like, it's like a weed, right? Like, it, it's like you're in the garden and you have the, this weed there. And most people uh, or most traders, like, they're, they're not even aware of the, the weeds that are there. But some of them, they'll become aware of the weed and then they'll just, you know they'll take the weed whacker chop it off and they're not getting at the root so it just comes right back and they keep on hitting this again and again and again but it's not until you actually dig down deep into the soil pull that shit out from the ground and <laughs> toss it and then you need to put another belief there otherwise anything could grow there right it could be another weed but if you take the time to put a better belief there that's when your plant starts to grow that's what leads to the 10% of traders that actually become successful. I tell you what, folks, I don't know if there was a better, well said, more high energy point ever on the podcast than that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I could really feel that enthusiasm like coming through. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Man, I tell you what, you, you covered a lot there. Um, I, I, I will link the chartyourtrade.com, the optionssamurai.com, and then I'll also have a link to the How to Make Money in Stocks book that you mentioned earlier. So um, anybody listening can can easily access all of those from the description. Uh, well, man, that, uh, that, that was a lot. <laughs> we got to yes. unpack that. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. Yes, and people could also visit uh, marawealth.com, which is yes, what yes. I'm doing right now. Yes, make sure you go there. That's that's Mike's uh, Mike's site there. Marwell. Yes, uh, chart your trade is still a fantastic spot. Sold that to my partner at the time, Adam Sarhan. He he's an amazing guy too. The, lots of great analysis. He the, he's a Forbes contributor. I've been doing this for a long time too. Cool. Wow. Okay. So one of the things that that I heard you talking about was. Um, you you know the mechanics or I or or actually let's we can go down that road first but but where I'm going with that is you know the mechanics 
but you keep shooting yourself in the foot. And because of that, you know, you're, you're not making any progress. And, um, that has a lot to do with mindset, your conflicting beliefs here. Um, tell me, tell me, let's go down the, the, the front half of that street here. So, so when we're talking about selling put credit spreads into resistance, what to you defines resistance? So, so when I'm looking at a chart and it's in an uptrend, uh, I would want to sell the put credit spreads below support levels, like below major support, right? Okay. So like, let's say we're, we're in an uptrend and uh, the stock is, uh, it's in the uptrend and then it, it chops around sideways, it, maybe it catches support at the 10 week line and then it bounces off of it and then breaks out above it. So now you have two support levels, right? Like you have the 10 week line that was proven because the stock bounced off of it, but it was also chopping around sideways and it moved above it there. So I like to have multiple levels of support when I'm using this strategy, because if it's going to break down, like I want it to be uh, a true change in direction. And the more things that we're able to layer uh, for that, uh, hypothesis, the the better. And mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of indicators that people could use. For me, I just use moving averages. I use um, support and resistance levels, trend lines, things that I draw. I, uh, I'm aware of things uh, like Fibonacci levels and uh, Elliott waves and Bollinger bands and all that kind of stuff. But for me, I just like to keep my charts real clean, real simple. And so I'm not even looking at candlesticks. I'm looking at high, low close. And mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, probably because uh, I, uh, when I first started to learn from O'Neill, the, that's the kind of charts that he used. And so the, he's like, keep it simple. And so like, that was a belief that he had that, you know, and when you, when you're starting out, especially like you want to model the masters, right? So there's a lot of stuff that we can model uh, for success. Why not follow the master traders? Like uh, they're out there. Market Wizards is a, an amazing book if people want to figure out like what types of strategies are out there that work that have been proven. And so you model the these masters. And one of the things that O'Neill was talking about was keep it simple. Uh, Use this, uh, these moving averages. So like the 50-day moving average, if you're looking at a daily chart or a 10-week moving average, if you're looking at a weekly chart. And so when it bounces off of there and it bounces on heavy volume, then that's creating the support level. You're able to see that demand. Mm, okay. Um, and you're able to see it from the institutional perspective too. Because you have the, these institutions. They're the ones that are moving the market. Uh, they're the big players, the giant hedge funds, billion-dollar hedge funds. Uh, mutual funds, pension funds, they cannot hide their buying and they can't accumulate or distribute their positions in one shot. They would completely blow up their uh, the market. Mm -hmm. So they do their buying over several weeks, sometimes even several months, and you could see it in the volume. So when I see uh, a stock trading sideways comes into that 10-week line, bounces off of it on heavy volume, then that's a sign to me that there's support there. And I'll see if there's some kind of a trend line in addition to the moving average. And then that's what I'm thinking. Oh, okay. There's support there. I can sell short term, put credit spreads below that level and it'll be a high probability trade. 
You trade stocks and options, right? Or at least you want to. Don't skip this ad, but pay attention. You're gonna wanna hear this. Do you ever feel like you just don't know which stock to pick? There's so many of them out there. Or maybe you even feel like the market is working against you and that every time you put on a trade, it just seems to go wrong. You're losing, you're sweating, you're always staring at your phone wondering why does this keep happening? My name's Christopher Yule and I was awarded one of the top 100 people in finance and I'm also the host of the How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. And I found this awesome service called FinClub.ai that I wanna share with you today. FinClub.ai uses artificial intelligence to deliver you the very best stock picks that I have ever seen. And with these stock picks, you're gonna be trading with the algos out there instead of against them. This is the kind of tech that the big Wall Street banks use whenever they're placing trades. They really do take the guesswork out of trading and their win rates on any given day are between 85 and 95%. It is absolutely unreal and just a little scary just how well this artificial intelligence works. So click here to learn more and use the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, and you'll get two weeks of free stock picks delivered to you every single day. And as a bonus offer, you're gonna get your first month half off, and that comes after your two-week free trial. So now you've got six weeks to see just how great the stock picks are at finclub.ai, where they take the guesswork out of trading. Okay, so I, I appreciate you going through the the description of the the support line for you because where where I came from, like you were talking about earlier, learning from the masters, um, they didn't believe in charting whatsoever. I mean, like the charts shouldn't matter. Uh, it was all about options are fairly priced, and if it's 25 delta on a put or 25 delta on a call. Either one of those have a 25% probability of being in the money. And if you sell those, you've got a 75% either direction. Don't worry about what the chart says. Mm. Uh, I learned very expensively that that isn't always the case. I mean, if you can look at a chart and you see that that thing has fallen apart, there's absolutely no reason to go long because you, you as a person have no idea, especially if you – don't pay attention to the market direction. You have no idea where that bottom is going to be and when it's going to turn around. So trying to catch that falling knife every single time, that's a huge mistake. Uh, and I've been guilty of that. And that, that's, that's one of the reasons I like to come on the podcast and have people like you on is that, you know, we're not afraid to talk about our losses. I think traders more than any other profession have to go through more losses, what we could call um, experience lessons than really anything else. Because if you're a doctor and you have losses, you got a dead patient, and that's not a good thing. If uh, if you're an accountant and you go through mistakes and, and you, you've made the wrong thing, um, the SEC's knocking on your door, like, hey, what are, what are you doing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of issues in other industries, but nowhere in particular do do people really get the opportunity to to learn from failure. It sucks. But learning from failure is one of the greatest ways to learn, in my opinion. And because of that, I started saying, I don't know why I felt, other than listening to somebody else, I don't know why I felt now was the right time to go along this market that's falling apart. To your point, it wasn't on top of any moving averages. It was well below every moving average and had been for weeks and weeks. And yet I decided to to go long. And because of that, um, 
that was really when I, I was, I, I had my own mindset shift, like you're talking about here. And I started to question my beliefs. It's, it was, um, I don't feel that I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm losing tons of money. I'm losing sleep at night. Uh, where am I going wrong? And that honestly was where I was like, I need to learn from other people. I learned a lot from these particular people, but there is a much bigger world out there. And if you can combine all of that, right, you take something from every single person and put them all together, that's when you're really going to be successful. Because each one of us has our own stories and has our own journeys and and uh, has had our own expensive lessons that we've learned from. And when you combine all that, right, uh, it's it's kind of funny. Let me relate this to, to when I was a kid. My parents, um, I, was a, I was an only child. And my parents used to go to every other parent and figure out what rules that they had. And then they would they would they would cherry pick the rules that they thought were best. So they didn't have to think about what rules to come up with. They just asked everybody else, get the best rules from them and, and slam them all on me. So yeah, imagine that being your trading idea, right? You go to all these different people, you learn what you can from them, and you apply those rules to your trading. And then you've got a very large comprehensive set. And that's what you're talking about as well. You learn from one person or your own style, and then you met other people who gave you their own opinions and their own styles and their own resources and completely changed your mindset too. So I think that's really important for the audience out there is that don't take one person, don't take me, don't take Mike, don't take anyone in particular, but take what we have to say and then combine that with your own experiences and the experiences of others that you can get from uh, free resources like their podcasts or their books or their uh, YouTube channels or whatever and combine that all together and then try and create your own comprehensive trading style that really fits your own risk tolerances. I think that's the biggest key is finding your risk tolerances and building a plan to those. Yes, uh, I agree with that. And I, I look at it kind of like, like this. So let's say uh, you wanted to be uh, a UFC fighter, right? Mm. And you're just starting out. And so you know, would it make sense to first learn Muay Thai and then learn Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and then learn boxing like all at the same time and then uh, try to, to do that? Or would it make more sense to study one of them first, master it, whichever one, uh, like you could taste a whole bunch of things, but once you find the flavor that you like, then go deep into that, master it, and then start layering on the other ones. I think yes. that a lot of traders, when they're, when they're new, will start to do too many things at once. And then that they start to get tripped up because now that there's just too much going on. Well, what do I believe? <laughs> because in reality, like like all this stuff works, right? But it, it's a matter of, but uh, like to your point, finding the one that works for you and then layering on top of it. But if you're overwhelmed, it's better to find one, go deep into that one, and then start layering on top of it. And that's how you become uh, the UFC fighter of trading. No, right? that, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, on the fighter reference, I, I think I'd heard Bruce Lee or there's some quote out there that says, you know, I, I don't fear the man who's mastered 10,000 punches. I fear the master or, or who knows 10,000 punches. I fear the man who has mastered one punch 10,000 times or something yep. to that effect. Just really being an expert. And that, that's kind of how, how my journey transitioned, right? I, I went from 
basically just willy-nilly throw, throw money out there, honestly, for the first half of my trading career, seeing what happens. Hey, there's a leveraged ETF. I'm going to chase this shiny object. I'm going to give money to it, right? And let's see what happens. There would be ups and there would be downs, but there was never really any consistency. And then uh, I learned options. I dove deep into options, like three to four years, maybe five years of just options, only options, learning every single thing I possibly could. When people talk about like you really become a master when you hit about 10,000 hours of, of study on these things, I would not kid you to say in the two to three to four years or whatever it was, I probably put 10,000 hours in those years. I mean, I was obsessed with it, learning every single thing about it, but that still didn't really give me the full picture, right? Like I said before, you know, trading without a chart is trading half cocked. It's trading half empty. It's trading or half full, whatever you want to look at it. Uh, it's trading without the full picture. And that's honestly where on, having the podcast has really opened my eyes because I'm learning just as much as the audience does. I'm no self-professed guru, right? I am very grateful that I can have people like you on and, and learn from you. That's that's my opportunity as well as the audience out there. And I know that's why people keep coming back is because they're learning along along with me. And having people like Steve and you on uh, to talk about moving averages, something I never, ever, ever looked at ever until the last year, year and a half, and how that's totally changed the game, giving real perspective on what's going on. Right, you can still sell uh, an iron condor, but now you have a better idea of, hey, this iron condor, there's there's a higher likelihood chance that it would go um, higher, so maybe I'll move my call strikes up a little higher, or maybe this iron condor, maybe the stock looks to be breaking down. Maybe instead of doing both sides of the trade, I'm only going to do the call side. Mm. So that's the way that I, I've been incorporating it is the the charting. I'm still trading options. I'm still trading with all the knowledge that I gained over those years, but now I have a broader picture and I can choose different strategies that I feel are a better fit. Mm. So, so tell me about, um, you know, the, this, this article slash Instagram post that we're going to put up. And by the time that you're, you're seeing this, you can find this, uh, on my Instagram feed, probably on Mike's Instagram feed and, and at 10 minutesstocktrader.com. I'll make a feature about it there too. Uh, talking about really it, it there, there's, there's the mechanics that we've covered here, but then there's the mindset. And once you get those two melded together, then you're on your way. Yes. So the mindset, uh, I believe, comes from uh, understanding when to, to place it and understanding the mood of the market. Uh, I think that, the like many traders have said this, that the market is human emotion on parade. Mm. So you you can uh, I would equate looking at charts uh, and and charts mystify a lot of people but it, it it's almost not like reading cheap music or reading like another language where like well once you start to look at it and understand it, it, it you, you understand it, it's like looking into the brain of the mass of of the market and so when you you're in an uptrend like well, when we're when the S&P finally started to move off the bottom, mm -hmm. uh, when it reversed, and then when it started to break out, uh, you uh, like I was able to feel the shift. And part of the reason why has to do with the price and volume relationship. It's uh, part of looking at where uh, 
prior support was, right? So well, when price comes in, looking to the left of the chart, seeing like where it, the prior high was, um, thinking thinking of it as uh, like there's a ceiling, and then once it breaks through the ceiling, then that ceiling can become a floor. Mm -hmm. right? So uh, when you look to the left on the chart, seeing like oh prices coming in, prices coming in, but there's a potential uh, prior ceiling could be, turn into a new floor, hits that, and then seeing what what happens, right? Like mm -hmm. you could anticipate, but I prefer uh, when using this strategy, especially, uh, like I want it to be confirmed, right? So hits the floor, hit the floor like sometime in uh, late December and then bounced and bounced really heavily. Mm -hmm. It's not just looking at one thing, right? Like we want to have a couple of different uh, things to help confirm uh, along the way. Um, not too many. Um, because if you use too many, then it starts to lend to confirmation bias. And I have a, a story about that, too. Oh, yeah. But the the ones that I'm using for confirmation uh, are what are leading stocks doing, right? So uh, like the, the stocks that pass X, Y, and Z scans for me, are they starting to consolidate? Are they starting to uh, break out and rally themselves? Because I'm on, I'm not interested in every single stock in the market. I'm interested mm -hmm. in the select handful that pass X, Y, and Z criteria. And if those are doing well, then that's my my lead indicator that I should be participating because it's that's my system and things are starting to move. Great. Mm -hmm. And the market indexes are confirming that. Then I'm also starting to look at the the number of new highs versus new lows being made in the indexes because when the like the the market cannot continue to make lower lows if the stocks within it are not making lower lows. So mm -hmm. when that dried up, then that was a sign that oh things are starting to turn around, right? The the indexes are kind of a laggard for what the leaders are doing, and that just makes sense. Like the indexes are are an average. You're going to have leaders going, and so I'm paying attention to the leaders. Like uh, that's. Uh, one way to lead the market. So I'm looking at, at those things and I'm looking at them on uh, different time frames too because um, there's different types of traders that are looking at daily charts. Some of them are looking at weekly charts. Some of them are looking at monthly charts. And so different things will start to catch support at on different time frames. And so when um, the market looked terrible on uh, a daily time frame and look terrible on a weekly time frame. It might look okay on the monthly time frame and might catch be ready to catch support on the monthly. Then that that's signaling to me that okay maybe this is where we get this inflection point. And instead of going down the proverbial slope of hope, right? Like as the market, mm -hmm. I'm like oh man, I hope it's gonna come back. Uh, yeah. Climb the wall of worry, and I think that that's where the market has been for uh, for a while, and we're like finally at the top of the wall of worry, uh, getting uh, close and hitting new highs now. That like people didn't believe it. People are looking at the longer term perspective, like oh, it looks like a giant head and shoulders, and we've been running forever. But what if it's not, right? And that, that's a question that I like to ask myself a lot too. What if it's not? Mm -hmm. uh, and 
that's where I just let the, the stocks guide me along and then I'm trading along with, with those other trends. To go back to, to that story that I mentioned too about having too many indicators. Yeah. I think that a lot of traders are looking for certainty in the market and they feel as though if they have uh, more indicators then it's going to eliminate the the uncertainty right mm -hmm. so they layer on all these different um indicators they're looking at maybe about 10 15 20 different things uh for each trade and what inevitably happens is that things are starting to disagree with one another then they start to see what they want to see that gives them confirmation bias and then they're like well what happened then they exit the trade and it's like oh well it's obvious Mm -hmm. Actually, a study done back in the 70s, and uh, this guy, brilliant guy, Adam Robinson, spoke about this on the Tim Ferriss podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not familiar with Adam Robinson, he is uh, a global macroeconomic advisor to some of the largest hedge funds. He's also a uh, chess master, studied with Bobby Fischer, and he also created the Princeton Review. Um, which is a test prep uh, exam for like SAT prep. And so he, on one of Tim's podcasts, he cited this, uh, this study from the 70s where they took a bunch of uh, gamblers that would bet on, on horse races. And the, the first part of it was pick any 10 horses uh, and see how well you could do. We're not going to give you any information. And so they were right 10% of the time. Okay, great. Now we'll give you any five pieces of information, any five pieces you, you want. Could be the height and weight of the jockey. Somebody else might say, I don't care about that. Tell me the last five races that this horse uh, won and the conditions of the track and those kinds of things. So as a whole, they were uh, correct about 17% of the time. So a 70% jump, right? Pretty good. Mm -hmm. then, the, then after that, they also asked, how accurate do you think that you're going to be? They thought that they would be accurate 19% of the time. So they were correct 17%. They thought that they would be right 19%. So pretty good calibration there. Then they gave them any 10 pieces of information they want, any 20 pieces, all the way up to any 40 pieces of information that they wanted on these horses. And so what do you think happened? I, I know the answer to this story, but you would think that the more information they had, the better their predictions got. Right. Right. So what happened was the their performance plateaued at 17 percent, but their uh, the belief that they thought they would be right skyrocketed all the way up to about like 36 or 38 percent. And because of that, they're betting heavier and they actually had uh, worse performance with the with the additional information because of their confirmation bias that led to them betting heavier when uh, they would have been able to make better decisions with less information, make faster decisions with less mm -hmm. information, and just accept the uncertainty of it. That's what traders need to do. Yeah, that's I I love that story and and comparing that to trading in it on a chart. That's very good uh, representation there. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I had heard that story before and, and thought the same thing. Of that is crazy. The more information pieces that you have, surely you would know more but because this is not this is not a oh how could i say this this is not a math equation i guess you could say 
A plus B doesn't always equal C in the stock market. A plus B can equal C. You give you the right opportunities, the right uh, scenarios. But A plus B could also equal XFY. And then you're stuck with a losing trade if it does end up with XFY. Um, and, and yeah, that it's interesting on that on that regard uh, that the more pieces you have of information, um, it I know for me personally, it, it, it has... Uh, often kept me out of trades because I'm like, oh, I don't know what to... Uh, a, B, and C don't line up anymore. I just don't know what to look at. So, yeah, I get that. Part of what trade a lot of traders feel is that they are the ones that make the trade a winner or a loser, right? So, like, I'm going to make this one trade a winner or a loser, and I'm going to focus on this one, and then I'm going <laughs> to focus on this one, I'm going to focus on that one, I'm going to focus on that one. And, yes, you're the, uh, you're the executioner. Uh, it's on you, but it's not in... <laughs> this one trade or that one trade or that one trade it's in working your system it's working your edge over and over and over again and it, you need to have more faith in your edge and accept the uncertainty that comes along with it like so if this one trade is a loser who cares right like you're working your edge it's a completely random outcome it's just mm -hmm. like it, it's just like flipping flipping a coin right so like you're flipping the coin you don't care if it's heads or tails well like it's it's a completely random outcome mm -hmm. but you know if you flip this coin a hundred times <laughs> they it's going to come out 50 50 heads and tails over over 100 or pretty close to it your edge is giving you a probability over the longer term this one trade it doesn't matter that one trade it doesn't matter it's over a hundred trades you should know the probability and you should uh, have an awareness of the, the size of your gains, the size of your losses, and then determine your position size from there. And it's working that again and again and again, and that's what produces real wins in the market. Mm -hmm. Well said. So, Mike, where can people find you at on social media or your website or anywhere else? Where, where would you want people to come and reach you? Uh, if they have questions about this or if they want to learn more about you, like I said earlier, you already have a significantly bigger social media following than me. But if somebody doesn't already know where to find you, where can they find you at? Um, the best spot to find me is on Instagram. Uh, Instagram. I'm a lot of content there. Uh, I go live frequently. People could chat with me uh, while live uh, and even chat one on one uh, if they want to go live uh, with me on there. Um yeah, there are tons of content on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. I'm on StockTwits as well. I have a, a premium room on StockTwits that I made super affordable so that way people could uh, come in and uh, learn and discuss mind, uh, mindset and help one another with it. One of the things that helped me move from being a uh, mediocre uh amateur trader to finally getting to the professional level was engaging and building community and speaking with other people, learning from them, sharing my own experiences, and then starting to teach. That's what I'm hoping to do with Traders Mind Chat on StockTwits. And the room is only five bucks a month. I wanted to have something super cheap so that way everybody could afford it. Like if you can't afford five bucks a month, then you probably should not be trading. Right. Uh, well said. Uh, so so there's that room there then uh then there's uh, the website marrowwealth.com there's a ton of 
uh, information on there, a lot of free information. There's uh, this thing that I put together called the Trader's Thought Box. It's the top 10 lessons that I've learned over the past 20 years of trading. Uh, things that typically are not in a lot of books or things that I pieced together from a whole bunch of different sources. So just getting that, it's a free download. It comes with 10 videos. Uh, you'd be able to, within an hour, you will uh, quantum leap your learning curve uh, by 20 years uh, just by watching that. And then there's this other thing on there that there's another free tool called the, the Trade Tracker. It's the top 20 questions that I ask myself ahead of every single trade. And uh, you know, a lot of traders will just track their, what's my entry point, what's my exit point, how much am I going to risk? That's important, but you also want to track things uh, like, what's your mood right now? Mm -hmm. right? Like that's the first question I ask myself, what's my mood? If it's anything other than calm, relaxed, happy, then I'm not in a great state of mind to place a trade. How often do you place great trades when you're ticked off, when you're upset, when you want to make money back because you just lost? Yeah. It's not yeah. a great place to trade from. So if that's the first thing asking me, staring me in the face, then great. Time for me to take a walk, not place a trade. Well said. That's, there, that's free. And there, there's a lot of other information on there too. So marrowwealth.com, great place to find more information uh, and the best place to interact with me, Instagram, uh, Twitter and stock twits. Perfect. Well, Mike, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This this has been a very enlightening, very very deep conversation. Honestly, it uh, went a lot deeper than I had expected it to go. So, I uh, I'm thrilled. I hope the po podcast audience out there was able to take a lot away from it because Michael really, er, Mike really brought a lot of huge value to the podcast today. So, Mike, thank you for that. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Love everything that you're doing. Uh, tons of value to, to everybody, man. Thank you all for listening, too. Well, thank you so much. And, and I, I appreciate the confidence there. It's, it's, it's my true honor and pleasure that I get to share all this with people, like I said earlier. So thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications so you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. I know you're a listener, but are you a watcher? Make sure you head on over to YouTube, type in 10 Minutes Stock Trader, and subscribe to the 10MinuteStockTrader.com YouTube channel. Every week, I upload all the podcasts as full videos, and that way you're getting the full 10-minute trading experience. That way you can have all the tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. Make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to, and leave me a five-star review if you don't mind. That would be fantastic. And whenever you're done with that, head on over to 10MinuteStockTrader.com and download the one-minute options trading quick start guide. It'll give you all the tools, tips, and tricks that I use in my own portfolio, and it never gets outdated, and it will apply to every single options trade out there, so I think it'll be pretty useful for you. And while you're there, check out the free portfolio page. That'll show you everything that I've traded over the last year in full transparency. And since you're on the website already, check out the free trading course. In this free trading course, I give you every single thing that I know and use in my own portfolio, and I definitely think it'll help you out too. And then after you're done there, head on over to tastyworks.com and sign up using the code 10MINUTE, that's 10-M-I-N-U-T-E, and I'll send you over $150 in free 10-Minute Trader exclusive bonuses from 10MinuteStockTrader.com. And most of all, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your day. I really appreciate the fact that you and I have connected today and that you've chosen to put me inside your earbuds. That means the absolute world to me.
and thank you so much for stopping by. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. Tim and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice, tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimMinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimMinuteStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.